0: You are cordially invited to the Manor in the Woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings, Catherine the Encyclopedia, Carolyn the Bookworm, Madeline the Wildcard, and Mackenzie the Eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, And join us for Mostly Murder, but sometimes not.
1: Good morning or evening or whatever time it is where you are. I'm Maddie O'Brien, here with Mostly Murder, but sometimes not, a podcast where we talk about mystery things. And I have the lovely O'Brien siblings with me today. Tell me who you
2: are. I'm Katie. I'm Carrie. Hi.
0: And I'm Mac.
2: I feel like this is like a radio show. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> You like Terry Gross? I do not like All the energy considered. we brought to the studio today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean you guys don't like it?
3: I'm kind of into it. I don't mind. I like it. News I think from it Will Be Gone.
1: Well, I like it as a one off. I wouldn't want it to be our whole vibe.
3: <laughs> no. Good morning and welcome to <laughs>
2: Mostly Murder.
3: Mostly murder,
1: but sometimes not. Joining us, I'm Maddie O'Brien.
0: O'Brien. Mostly murder, but sometimes not. <laughs> That's more like the... You uh, sound like a yogurt commercial.
2: A Law mystery thing.
3: These are their stories.
2: Dun dun. Anyway.
1: No, I was trying to sound like Phoebe Bridgers.
2: Yes, you did a
3: good job. Phoebe Bridgers or Phoebe Cates? No.
0: Or Phoebe Buffet. Bridgers.
2: What's
3: like, the, the most musician? criminal? That's not Phoebe Bridgers.
2: Phoebe Bridgers the most criminal? is a musician. Oh. Maybe.
3: Great
0: podcasting, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I know
1: who you're talking about. Who's this person? The woman Let's who guess
3: criminal what they because... do. <laughs> <laughs> the woman who lost criminal because she also, in the pandemic, started a podcast called Phoebe Reads a Mystery, which is amazing. I fully recommend it. Every night she reads a chapter from different mysteries, including a ton of, there's like two or three Poirot stories, Agatha Christie stories, Sherlock Holmes stories. And it's really lovely because her voice is great. And it's really going to bother me that we don't remember her name. I'm looking it up right yeah. now.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Well, while you do that, I'm going to do what we came here for, which is talk <laughs> about a mystery. uh This week we watched Murder She Wrote. It was season five, episode 13, called Fire Burn Cauldron Bubble. And if you don't know what Murder She Wrote is, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Murder, She-Row is a crime drama with 12 seasons from 1984 to 1996, followed by four TV films and won a bunch of Emmys, I guess. Um, Angela Lansbury plays Jessica Fletcher, a widowed and retired English teacher. She's a mystery writer and amateur detective in Cabot Cove, Maine. So in this episode, uh, it starts when... Uh, They see a pilgrim-looking gal drawing symbols, lighting candles, and, like, throwing herbs and calling on demons. (laughs) Uh, She's asking them to bring pain on those who killed me, quote-unquote. Mildred Terhune works at the library in town and uh, helped Gordon Fairchild write a book about um, Patience Terhune. Um, Rick Rivers is a media consultant trying to drum up news coverage for the new book that, um, Fairchild is putting out. Millie's sister Irene shows up out of the blue saying she was drawn there. That's a quotation. That night, Millie sees Irene walking around, uh, with a candle and handful of plants. When they look up the plants, they are those used in satanic ritual. Um Irene does not remember doing that in the morning. Rick is saying he's gonna do something to get media attention, but gets a phone call saying um that she's chickened out and I have a lot of quotations in this <laughs> um <laughs> that night. Jessica gets a call to tell her that the ghost was seen again near a farm. Well, the whole town uh shows up and sees somebody in a pilgrim dress, so the person with a pilgrim dress goes to the barn. And then we see in the barn that it's Rick who's setting the place on fire. Uh, Investigating afterwards, they find Irene's body in the root cellar of the barn. Uh, Fairchild and Rivers both think the other one did it. Meanwhile, uh, uh, a lawyer finds Millie to tell her that her uncle left her $5 million. Earlier, it mentioned that... uh, Uh, Millie and Adam are going to get engaged, or they are engaged, and also that Millie just got some money um, from an uncle who died. Uh, um, He is giving her an apple orchard. Alright, the lawyer also tells her that Irene and her aunt died years ago. The Irene they met was revealed to be an actress by Rivers. During the interview with police, Jessica remembers something and goes to the burn barn to find blue paint. On a hunt, Jessica mentions it to Millie and Adam and how all the evidence may not be destroyed. Adam, the actual killer, is caught trying to take the evidence out of the barn that would have uh, pinned him uh, to the murder. And in the end, he confesses that he uh, he knew Millie's inheritance was coming, so he proposed to her. And when Irene shows up, he thinks uh, she's there to claim part of the inheritance. So he kills her, because he wants more
3: money. And that's it. Super bummer. Yeah. Did we mention that they thought Patience Terhune was a witch? Not just a ghost? A ghost witch
0: we also place. failed to mention they brought in a southern exorcist but it wasn't it was more tangential <laughs> to the story than yeah. anything else we can talk i know i feel
1: like my thing was long enough yeah it was fun so that there were a lot of like i didn't realize i tried to take everything out that mentioned blue paint and then just mention that it was like evidence instead of uh, Adam was painting Millie's front hallway blue. <laughs> so I was like adding that into the story, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, that's something um that the writers should have thought about more carefully to disguise the information that they pass along because when Mildred was like Mildred was like I got this apple farm from my uncle. He left me this inheritance. We're going to have a nice honeymoon. I was like this has something to do with it (laughs) because it's like what a weird fact to say out of the blue like oh yeah by the we're gonna my adam and i are gonna get married and my uncle died and left me an apple farm and that's gonna be just a nice little honeymoon like yeah fund i I
1: feel like among all of the mystery things that we've watched this is the one that dropped the most hints and is like (laughs) This is because of this, but I'm not exactly telling you, kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Like, here's this random fact that is obviously (laughs) going to be important later.
0: I'm going to show you Bill Mayer in a dress. Ugh. That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Who's (laughs) there? I think, I mean, I agree. It was like the thing with the blue paint where they're like, watch out, this blue, this hallway, I just painted it blue, don't touch it. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. Supposed to be like, oh, anyone could have gotten blue on them.
0: You've got yeah, blue, on, blue you. on you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> LOL.
0: You owe me a Coke. That was funny. Um,
3: who's That's had that... experience... What, Carrie?
2: <laughs> Maddie, you have to ask who's watched this before. No, oh, she doesn't. Who Freestyle. has
1: watched this before?
3: <laughs> That's what I was just about to seamlessly... Segue into.
2: Well, I was Mac. gonna edit out my voice.
3: Oh, it's funnier. I'm
2: <laughs> gonna edit out my voice.
3: Mac, have you watched Murder Shiro ever in your life?
0: Not at all, but I do like the joke that she's actually just a serial killer who's coming up with all these because again, it's another one of these isolated small town with literally hundreds of murders over the years.
1: Yes. Um, according to the Wikipedia page if all the murders happened there in the time that she, that the show um, took place, yeah. it would have the highest murder rate
2: uh, than the current highest murder rated city. So the highest That's murder fun. rated city right now, like Cabot Cove, would be even higher?
3: Yes. Oh my god. In terms of population. It's Honduras. Right? <laughs> So Honduras is the highest murder per capita, except now Cabot yeah. Cove would be Not for
0: long if Jessica.
2: Cabot George Cove has her would way. be. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's wild because wait, Honduras is a country. Cabot Cove is a tiny town,
3: right? I think the joke is half of the Honestly, town will be
1: dead. Uh the only reason I I was checking the source on that. Uh huh. Um, because it was like. It didn't say Honduras. I was trying to find out what the current one was. And there was uh, a link to a reference in the Wikipedia article. And I clicked on it and it was to something that i have to pay to look at or, like, subscribe to. It was the Telegraph. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I was just reading it as quickly as I could before the if-you-want-to-read-more thing comes up. (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) So I kept, like, going back and then clicking on it and then, like, reading the next little paragraph. (laughs) And
3: then, so. uh, Sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes if you click the... Do you have a Get Pocket app thing? It's, like, the thing where you can, like, you open an article and you click the pocket app thing on your Google Chrome and it saves the article to read later. And sometimes if you open an article you have to pay for, but you click that button fast enough, it saves the whole article for you before the paywall kicks in. And people, but you have to be very quick about
0: politically it. Illiterate.
2: Huh. <laughs> you know. Anyway, well, that was fun. I-, I would fully believe that. The, with 12 seasons and, like, what, how many episodes in a season? And there's a probably a body in every one.
3: Well, okay. Carrie, have you watched the show ever?
2: No.
1: Okay. What about you, Maddie? I have not. But, like, yeah, I was thinking a lot of shows, I feel, are, like, in tiny towns. And then they'll have, like, a bunch of murders. Yes. Uh, like, midsummer Murders. Oh, I was yeah. surprised that this one would have the highest murder rate because I feel like all of the, you know, tiny town procedural shows yeah. um, have a lot of murders, you know?
3: I well, think with Midsummer, though, they cover the whole county. So there's a ton of numbers of villages.
2: Ah. Uh, so I,
3: because Cabot Cove is like truly tiny.
2: I also uh, think that, like, With other detective shows, not every crime is murder, but in Murder, She Wrote, (laughs) I think they all kind of have to be murder. I don't know. literally one, so okay. You
1: could do whatever. There's 12 seasons. I'm
2: sure one of them was like about a Jewel heist. I think Katie has something about this.
3: Well, full disclosure, this show is my friend Grant's favorite show of all time. And he would often try to get me to watch episodes of when we were in college, but usually he would put them on at night, and I would fall asleep right away because it's very cozy and eighties, and people aren't shocked by Angela a lot of Lansbury
1: things. can talk me to sleep, like day. truly.
3: Yes. So I feel like this show is similar to X Files, where I have probably seen about ten ish episodes, but they're all the like gimmicky type ones. So. I, there's, like, one where there's, like, maybe a vampire and one where there's maybe a zombie. And there's one where she goes to, like, the psycho house. And I've seen all those. The what? We've done the X-Files, right? Yeah, we did.
2: The psycho it was somewhere house? In
3: the, psych- the house where they shot Psycho. So, the
2: okay. I remember
3: that one is something, like, they're adapting one of her novels into a movie. So, she flies to L.A. And then this guy takes her on, a, like, a tour of the psycho house. And they actually go to the psycho house. I, obviously, they're... That's I fine. Like the show.
2: I just wanted to make sure you weren't talking about, like, a hospital for people with mental illness. Oh, no. <laughs> literally the
3: house from the movie Psycho by Hitchcock.
2: Okay, thank you. The <laughs> um, <laughs> Psycho House. The Psycho House. I terrible. really hope
3: I would never, ever refer to those places as that.
2: Well. Okay, But the you. reason
3: I bring that up, Maddie, is because I think I remember, re- like, Grant telling me there is literally only one episode of Murder, She Wrote, without a murder. So there are wow. murders,
2: but
0: really?
3: a lot of the episodes do not take place in Cabot Cove, really. they She, like, goes to Russia. She goes to the Bahamas. She goes to Indiana. She goes like, to
2: Russia in the 80s?
3: Yeah. She infiltrates the KGB Angela... or something backwards. What? Lansbury what?
2: fears no man.
3: Yeah. There's multiple episodes where she deals with the KGB.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Like... The one that I remember Grant trying to show me, Angela Lansbury
2: will fuck you (laughs) up. Yeah,
3: there's an episode that Grant was trying to get me into the show with, but it was one where Angela Lansbury plays her own cousin, who is a very, very, very Cockney, fake, awful, like accent. Except it's probably not that awful because she's Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury, who's like a singing, she like sings on the London stage in like a vaudeville type act, but in the '80s, so it's like not
0: great. I'm so excited. I mean, Angela she's great. Lansbury has big dick energy. She does.
3: She does. <laughs> it's Jessica Fletcher. It's herself. I, that's some, one thing that does bother me about the show Is she's always so smart and she knows better than everyone and she knows that she knows better than everyone. Hmm. But also, like, I kind of forgive her for that because I'm like, I mean, you know, you're fucking Jessica Fletcher.
2: What about, I mean, Sherlock Holmes is the same. Oh, yeah. Faro is the same. But they're both the I detectives. feel like she
1: has big English teacher energy.
2: She was an What's
3: English the teacher. Difference?
1: I know. <laughs> That's what I've I was never met an English thinking. teacher that
0: didn't immediately radiate some kind of vibe when they walk in the
1: room. They're like, "Yeah, vibe check."
2: <laughs> well, you know how many grammar rules they are. Like there are. Like if you can teach someone grammar, I'm sorry.
0: I was just picturing this.
3: Walking
2: into a room and going, Vibe (laughs) Chop! Katie's literally crying.
3: (laughs) I
1: was picturing Angela Lansbury going, Vibe
2: (laughs) (laughs) Chop.
1: I mean,.
3: I think she was a great (laughs) choice for this casting because she's fucking Angela Lansbury.
2: Yeah, oh my god. She
1: got nominated for like six Emmys for doing the same exact thing.
2: (laughs) I love this. Like, she just is such a, like, you would want to confide in her. Similar to like Miss Marple where it's just like, although Miss Marple's like an older, older lady who just like sits around and is very quiet, but like Jessica Fletcher is like involved in people's lives and like will comfort you when something bad happens like when she's talking to Jonas like mm-hmm. that was a like a very like calm like not like she was like kind of comforting but like not it was overly affirming. what an
1: English teacher thing it was affirming too
2: yes exactly like and like she was she's definitely the type of person you would want around when if something bad happened
1: and she like will get in the police's business. She just shows up and she's like, Hello, I'd like to look at your evidence or <laughs> Uh-huh. I'd like to give my opinion on this.
2: The the she doesn't even have to ask half the time. The sheriff, well like when you first see him and he's like mocking the guy for saying, Yo, sheriff, he just like hands <laughs> yeah. her the box of evidence and is
0: like, check this up. Yeah. Yeah, like when the and when the lawyer comes the- in. And mm-hmm. tries to evoke some kind of uh um like lawyer client confidentiality. The policeman's like, "There's been a murder. This is police investigation business." And then the lawyer just looks over at the other two people, and they're like, "They're here too." Yeah, they're helping me.
1: Yeah, he was like, "They're my friends."
0: <laughs> this is Angela Lansbury. She's amazing, and she drove me here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do think the the show the sheriff. She does help the sheriff. She because okay. It's similar to Miss Marple in that she's an older lady, but I think that Jessica Fletcher, which does kind of prove itself in this show or this episode, she's a mystery writer. Therefore, she has done a ton of research
2: hmm.
3: on ways to kill people and poisons and all this kind of stuff. Like she, I remember one where she knew some, like she knew about a very specific poison because she had done research on it for the book she had just finished or something.
1: Yeah. Do other shows do that? Like, in Castle, do they mention, like, how he's kind of an expert because he knows so much about mysteries? Or is it just because...
3: Really? Okay. Yeah, they say, like, he knows how to... He, like, played poker with Russians, so he knows, like, this weird thing about Russia, or, like, he has a guy... I feel like with Richard Castle though it's because he's rich so he's got his like fingers in all these rich places whereas yeah. with Jessica Fletcher as a mystery writer it's because she is an English teacher she has her like hand on the pulse of human emotion like she understands people and is comfortable nice. with like yeah and which I wanted to bring up
0: where apparently mob justice is fine
3: oh my god there's a whole <laughs> thing to talk about with the, the residents of Cabot Cove like knowing everyone's business and getting into everyone's gossip. There's like (laughs) one episode where one of her students has, who has since graduated, wrote a book about, I can't, it's called like Cabot Cave or something. Like it's basically exactly (laughs) this town and she spills everyone's like secrets in this book. And she's like, it's just inspired by the town. It's not based on real things, except it obviously is. And so everyone is like at everyone's throats until someone is literally at someone else's throat. Ugh. And then they die. Oh my god! But well, like, Cabot Cove is, Cabot is a conceit, is like tiny, tiny town of gossips. I love it. <laughs> like- Which, I found interesting that Andy was it Andy? Adam knew that, and so he was trying to blame the outsiders because he was like the small residents of the town will immediately blame the outsiders for it, a.k.a. Roddy McDowell and Bill Mar, or the two those two people.
0: Uh, Rick instead of him.
2: Yeah, Rick <laughs> no,
3: Rivers I wrote Mr. Bill Fairchild
2: every time. <laughs> Bill Mar. It's Bill
3: Mar. We can get into that later. I'm but like, yeah, I uh-huh. was like,
2: I thought that was Bill really put on the costume. Interesting <laughs> that Adam
3: knew enough that this town would more readily blame the outsiders because yeah. they're insular.
1: Well, that's what. Well, they kind of when- remind me of like culty, you know,
2: oh. like little culty, very.
1: Yeah, because it's such a small town. They all know everything about each other. And they can turn into a mob like that. They're like, I am ready. I'm ready to to give in to mob mentality.
0: Woo! (laughs) If your priest can effectively silence the entire town just by asking them all. Like, our priest couldn't even silence his entire church.
2: Yeah. I would say, honestly, that priest failed, though. (laughs) Because The the guy was like... No, I'm stopping. Everyone's mean.
1: Yeah, that part was a By little By the weird. way, dream a worm tongue.
2: Fucking worm tongue. That was so great. His stupid accent. Like, <laughs> absolutely a southern preacher would be like, I am casting out the demons and the spirits in <laughs> this town. <laughs> the mood is broken. Like, did that feel a little bit out of place
3: to any of you, though? Like, I know they threw him in to be like a red herring but i was like this just feels like no there's literally no reason to put this except maybe to to show the town was
1: a red herring
0: yeah mac i i almost felt like it was a little odd because he was like i'm getting too much attention so i can't do this and i was like you're supposed to be a showman
2: no he wants everyone to do what he says though he wants everyone to be paying attention only to him that woman
0: with the camera
3: (laughs) like, <laughs> like, literally, just right in his face—the fucking flashbulb. Like, uh, that would no. make me mad. Those so things were. right. Do-
1: wasn't the Reverend like, "Oh, it was an accident."
3: Yeah. yeah, he was like, "They're just excited. Like, they're just the townspeople." <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess when you find out about the ghost scene at the barn, and all of a sudden there's thirty people there. <laughs> like, yeah, need was-
1: to charge after it.
2: Yeah, when Jessica got the call. This is before cell phones.
0: They had to call people at their houses and be like, spread the word. (laughs) There's a ghost at the barn. Do you guys think
2: Cabot Cove has a
3: specific phone chain for murders? Probably.
0: If they were were alive today, there would definitely be some kind of Facebook group. Oh my god, yes. There's probably
2: a Facebook group that that actually exists about Cabot Cove. (laughs) Like you lot. guys, the next door. But I don't think
1: they would be. In Cabot like Cove the is the Cabot chart. Cove. Yeah. They true. would just be fans of yeah. Murder She Wrote.
3: That's true. It would be a very different dynamic. Is. I'm yeah. sure Grant probably started one. <laughs> For literal years, the um, background picture on his Facebook was a mugshot of Jessica Fletcher <laughs> that was like serial killers finally caught in Cabot Cove. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, truly. Next door So I didn't
1: realize, you know, along with his love of murder she wrote, Grant thought that she was also a serial killer.
3: Oh, he thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Because it's true, even if you think about shows like Psych that take place in Santa Barbara, like there's a lot of weird murders that happen in a mid level city <laughs> like that wouldn't But like that's the thing about crime shows. It just kind of has to They're like anywhere. Anywhere Marple goes. There's gotta someone's be a crime every episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like people will want a new one every time, <laughs>
3: <laughs> which is just yeah.
2: I did get an email on, from next door, like that um, neighborhood community thingy that was like, "There's a bunch of coyotes, watch out!" <laughs> like you guys,
3: the Saint Clair <laughs> next door is off the chain. It's really funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, is I it tried to, about deer. <laughs> well, I tried to ignore it up until November because there was a lot of like people stealing my you know political signs and we all have to be blah blah blah, and everyone has to vote there's a lot of complaining about voting but recently it's been a lot of like there's a lot of snowmobile fighting (laughs) there's a lot of people like jousting
2: no i mean like people are
3: fighting about like people are like keep your snowmobiles (laughs) off my land don't like you can't snowmobile all over my property and then other people are like you moved to the country. You knew what you were in for. If you don't like it, go back to the town. Like, oh, a my lot of people gosh. are like, snowmobiles have the right of way on anyone's property. And other people are like, except they're damaging my property. It's very funny.
0: You have that broken is my heart. so funny. By, by describing it as a snowmobile fight and then just telling me it's I know, debates so about sorry. snowmobiles. I'm so sorry. I thought I we know. were snow jousting.
1: <laughs> Same. I was like, are you telling me I'm next door they broke the underground snowmobile <laughs> jousting ring in St.
2: Clair? Well, you know. Like,
0: where they use giant icicles as their own <laughs> plants
2: Yes. Oh, I will say. Ski we ski pole? We don't know for sure that that does not happen.
3: That's true. It could happen.
0: And if it
1: doesn't Maybe happen Maybe that yet, is why they're breaking on onto ends. other people's property is yeah. because they're doing something they're illegal doing, in the first place. Yeah. The
3: I know. I was like, I'm kind of like, okay, just crossing property, like... Because our property's pretty big. If you just accidentally crossed it, fine. But I think they were talking about people who are specifically damaging, like, ruts and stuff. So murder she wrote, like, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay. I think Maddie. that next-door app information on St. Clair um, was absolutely necessary.
3: Oh, man, yeah. There's lo- There's some talk about coyotes... There was talk like a month ago because Coyote's got to someone's chicken coop. Yeah. Ah. Pretty sad.
0: Yeah. Not the chicken coop.
3: And then there's also just a lot of the standard like, oh, I'm looking for a plumber. This painter ruined everything. Does anyone want a cat?
2: You know what I think is really interesting? What, Carrie? did Did anyone else think that Irene slash Annie looked a lot like Alex?
0: Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, th- my I first didn't. thought was, hey, she looks cute. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> oh, cute. That's my girlfriend. Aww. Do you know what? Ew, you, you like your girlfriend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I look
0: at Just her. Just you wait until we have a mystery with Jonah Ray. Then I get to talk about people who look like your boyfriend.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: she was I funny. I promise like- I did do no research on Murder, She Wrote as a show. But I looked up some of the actors cuz they were familiar. The woman who played Irene looked really familiar and I couldn't figure out why. Does anyone have a guess?
1: Just tell us. No, but I have another one. Was I she if you caught it?
0: Was she the lady from the music video to Uptown Girl?
3: You know what? No. But she was the lady who plays Scrooge's love interest in Muppet Christmas Carol.
2: Ah, oh. that's why i don't know her <laughs> which oh. that that Cause song because you refuse to cut watch my
3: christmas carol every year
2: <laughs> the christmas carol is the worst story don't get me
0: started
3: <laughs> carrie is a scrooge about christmas carol i yeah. know yeah. all my uh, entire humbug. childhood
0: i always thought that we should <laughs> emulate the three ghosts that come into a room but i also knew that carrie would murder us if we did that <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> i always thought it'd be funny Ooh. Maddie's clearly ghosts of ghost of Christmas past. I would it's be present and you would be future. 100%. <laughs> We've already probably got robes and cloaks to do, do that exact you... thing.
2: Katie, do you remember that one time when you tried to scare me with the uh, the cardboard weeping angel? <laughs> and then you <laughs> caught you because you were hiding in the bathroom with like a little digital camera with just like a sliver of the door open and then i saw you and i was like what are you doing she saw
3: doing? me first before she saw the angel that i hit it
0: was you really know? annoying See, you know, so Katie, so what you had to do is you had to set the camera up and figure out when she would arrive. I know. That's what I did to my roommate uh Andrew with all my pranks. With your like, her It mind. was
2: just so funny because I walk in, I don't even see the angel, and it's like propped up in my closet, and then I just see like a sliver of Katie's face <laughs> through the doorway and like You're a the little worst. camera. And I was You're like, what are you doing? <laughs>
3: <sighs> anyway. Oh. It was so great. The other... Maddie, what was the actor you looked up? Because I have one more, Um, but I don't know if it's the same as your one more.
1: So, do you know the lady who was in front of the barn when they were chasing the Irene ghost? She was like an old lady. The one who
2: like shouted?
1: Yes. Oh, She is in the Double Meat Palace episode of Buffy. (gasps) Yep. She's Hmm. like
2: that thing. The old lady in that? Uh, Yeah. The one wow. with the the thing that comes out of her the head. The one that, that comes out of her head.
3: Yeah, yeah. I knew she yeah, looked familiar, but I thought she. I feel like I remember her being in like every sitcom in the nineties, like Malcolm in the Middle and stuff. That's she was I mean, she old might have. lady.
1: She reminds me of like how I think. Sorry, tree trunks should look Aww. if she was.
3: Oh my god, you're absolutely right. Yep, that if tree trunks were a person, it would be that lady. Mm-hmm. Um. I wanted
1: After to her. bring up get the witch
3: <laughs> Roddy McDowell is a familiar is actor and he's been in he's been acting consistently from like the 30s to the 90s who when is he that? died the guy who plays Mr. Fairchild oh but I wanted to bring him up because he has a connection to another episode we did recently oh, no. he voices a lot of cartoons from the 90s, including Batman the Animated Series. And I can't, he like plays Jasper someone and also a Mr. someone. So I think like.
0: Jasper Matterlodge? No. Mr. Jasper.
3: I, for, we're almost I wrote it down and then I didn't. I left the paper <laughs> that I wrote it down on.
0: No, I have to look
3: this up. Yeah. Okay, so. But then there's one more. The woman who plays. <laughs> Gary, don't roll your eyes at me because you're the only one who would appreciate this
2: okay
3: the woman who played mildred was so familiar or was so familiar to me and it was really annoying so i looked it up at the end she plays another character named mildred like 20-ish years later 25 on supernatural she plays mild the old lady who was a patsy klein tribute band when they go to the nursing home and they meet eileen
2: i don't remember any of that
3: Okay, well, anyway, she was uh, amazing in that episode of Supernatural as well. But Um, it was um, so weird because I was like, this is almost 30 years later. And I recognized her. She has, like, a very specific voice. Like, kind of more soft-spoken,
2: but in a way. I felt very bad for Mildred. Like, first, she thinks that she had... She was so happy when, like, the Irene Annie person comes to the door. And she's like, oh my god, my sister! And then they, like, bond... She immediately uh, goes to, like... (laughs) Sorry. She decides to, like, completely share everything half and half with her. And then Irene slash Annie gets murdered. And then, like, they find her dead body. And then they find out that, actually, the aunt who was taking care of her sister and her sister both died like 20 years earlier and then her fiance is charged with murder because he killed someone so she's just like completely alone and like yes she does get five million dollars <laughs> as an inheritance do we have a number for what five million dollars would be yes. in today's dollars what is it katie 10.6 million dollars Okay, so yes, that's a lot of money, but Mildred but cost? as yes, Mildred wouldn't care as much about the money. I'm sure she would much rather have her sister alive and her fiance not a murderer. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, that does suck. It goes I do to feel for her, even though she has five million dollars.
0: It's one of those situations where, at first, on skin level, you're like, "Oh, hey, they got something really great," but it's sort of um, who is. Who was the woman from the thrombies in Knives Out? Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. At first she's like, oh hell yeah, she got to punch her husband in the face. And it's like she punched her husband in the face because he cheated on her on the same day her son was arrested for her father's murder.
2: Yeah. Having yeah. a successful real
0: estate business is not a a, a good a like, Consolation. 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 Yeah,
2: yeah, I did feel bad for her because she also like they have that scene in the bed in the bedroom when she's like mourning her father. Like she genuinely and, like, cared about him,
0: wishing that like this whole thing was one of his games. Yeah. yeah, because that was his whole relationship with his family was you had to figure out the rules to the game he was playing with you.
1: These poor women. She was probably the one who liked her father the most.
0: Yeah. Uh, she she didn't care about getting any of the money or any of the publishing rights. She wanted the house because of all the memories within.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, like, it's just these poor women get stuck with all the loss because of selfish men. Men are oh. the
0: worst. Uh, the Batman character you're talking about uh, that he portrayed was the Mad Hatter. Ooh. Oh. Wasn't there another one that starts with a J? Yeah, his original name is Jervis Tetch. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. What a terrible name, Jervis <laughs> Titch.
2: Jervis Titch. I'm Although I will titch. say about Mildred, she was very down on witches, which I don't think is fair.
3: I mean, she—I feel like she's probably been, to use a hilarious word, persecuted slash, like a just a not attacked, annoyed all her life with people who are like oh my gosh, you're descended from this witch, she's really famous in our town, blah, blah, blah. And especially with the 300th anniversary of her death coming up, there's probably a ton of people who prejudge her for being a relation to Patience Chihun. So I get where she's, like, annoyed with it all.
2: Well, but then she's like, they're casting evil spells, talking about satanic rites, and then, you know, uh, Brad Durr's character is just like, yeah, these women probably doing black magic and, oh, yeah. like, witches were not like, it, if you're thinking historically about witches I'm not done yet, Matt. Which I
3: always am. I'm they, always they, always you're making the point it. I am.
2: Yes, like, they were just women who were threatening the patriarchy, so they were like yeah, we're just gonna kill them instead. We're just gonna set all of these, like, headstrong, independent women on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah, the worst <laughs> among them were, like, Hey, I'm going to practice medicine a little differently than we normally do.
2: Yeah, I'm not a man who went to a
0: school. Oh, no,
1: you must stab them with a rusty needle and drain their blood. <laughs> exactly. Hold up!
0: What is society going to come to if we don't have our pee enemas? <laughs> Gross!
3: That
1: sounds like some
2: Have shit. you ever
3: seen the
1: pee
2: charts? <laughs> <laughs>
3: There are these beautiful illustrations of different <laughs> colors of pee and what they all mean. And I don't adams. need this!
0: <laughs> Did you know that uh, in order to diagnose diabetes, uh, physicians used to drink pee? I know
1: this! What? I know! <laughs> I
2: don't
0: need to be reminded.
3: Delectable.
0: Stop it! <laughs> That's
3: what
2: tastes like flowers.
0: So yeah, let's talk about the real victim in all this. Wait, wait. The woman who was burned alive 300 years ago. There's
2: a number of real
0: victims. Which, fun fact... Was not how they actually killed witches. A lot of the time, yeah. Most and they of drown them, were, them so. most of them were hanged. Some died in prison, and one was that dude who got crushed.
1: Yeah, Giles Corey.
0: Yeah, yeah. Giles oh, Corey, yeah. the badass whose last words were "More weight." <laughs> <laughs> more weight. Like you're weight. not, you're not killing me fast enough, you cowards.
3: Um, I think we sh- we forgot to bring up that we discovered the episode of Miami Vice we just covered aired March 17th, 1989. Happy St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. What up? This episode of Murder, She Wrote aired February 19th, I think, 1989. So, the juxtaposition of these two shows was kind of wild to me. Because, like, yeah. this one did not have the flashy clothes and the cars and the, the music. Like, music, obviously, and the drugs. It was, like, very quaint, Murder. Like, it was interesting to think about who is watching these shows at the time, and also who's writing for these shows at the time.
2: Tom but Sawyer! Wrote this episode!
3: I saw that, and I was like, oh.
2: Interesting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that but was the just The other funny.
3: reason I want to bring up that it's 1989 is the fact that the 80s were still full of the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. So I think that was also probably tying into their writing of her skepticism and hatred of witches and satan
2: yeah like it was but very much like a thing it's 2021 and i can call it out oh absolutely call it out but i'm just saying that's probably that's I... more
3: witches
2: <laughs> you know what i need i need a crossover episode
3: you guys i need more witches <laughs> there is a crossover episode of murder she wrote and magnum pi
2: Ma- miami oh. vice oh. wait wait yeah. i'm wait. That exists. Wait, so we have to
1: watch Magnum PI first. There is an there
3: is an episode. There's a crossover episode. So first, it's an episode of Magnum PI where Jessica Fletcher is in Hawaii, and then murder happens, and then Magnum gets caught up in it, and he goes to jail, and they (gasps) initially clash, and then the next episode is an episode of Murder She Wrote where they're still in Hawaii. And she and Magnum have to learn how to work together to solve crime. Oh, my God! Man,
1: I don't know why we didn't See, do... It would have been so cool to do, like, a little, ooh, a double a header section.
0: I know. Maybe we I should do Magnum P.I.
3: next. Yeah.
0: I think but. crossover would have been less entertaining than, like, detective swap. I wanna see uh, <laughs> I wanna see Miss Fletcher trying to blend in with like some sort of Cuban drug smuggling operation. And I wanna see Sonny Crockett at the goddamn bake sale <laughs> trying yes. to peddle out the perfect lemon square. The
2: garden club. When he goes to the garden
1: club. Yeah, meetings. he's gotta make the best lemon square so that the uh will talk to him yeah. and he'll be able to get the inside scoop.
2: This, that's amazing. I want that.
0: And you can't the get information. Secret ingredients? Yeah. Cocaine.
2: Uh, just dusted Ooh. lightly
3: over the lemon Square. I want to see him go to the beauty salon because that's where all the gossip happens and where you find out all this stuff.
1: Well, his we didn't see the salon. He's going to get his, uh, yeah. his mullet fixed. He's yeah, going to he, get
3: his uh, mustache waxed or something. Constant upkeep
1: yeah. of the highlights. Not
3: taken off. Like waxed with mustache. Yeah, like an wax. oiled and massaged yeah.
1: mustache. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just, just your mustache. <laughs> just a mustache. <laughs> Let's talk
3: a little bit about the mystery in terms, like did you guys all figure stuff out pretty much kind of right away?
2: Um yes, Well, I knew that
1: um the witch um patients had been hired and then she was hired to be Irene as well to Yeah, that was my Like question. I basically had every Irene in the was plot real?
2: of uh no. I knew everything except that um Andy or Adam was a murderer.
3: So like we all were like, okay, that's
2: clearly not Irene, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Definitely I thought that and that she I, I figured out the whole plot to do with like the book release and media bullshit, like right away. Mm-hmm. And then the Adam one I got like maybe yeah. ten minutes before they
3: revealed it.
0: Yeah, like when well, she I didn't get it until they revealed it. Really? Yeah, they I thought it was the wool over my eyes,
3: Adam or Mildred because maybe Mildred found out that she wasn't real, and he, she, the blue paint was in her house. So I was like, it's one of the two of them.
2: Yeah, like when um, Jessica went back and saw the paint, I was like, okay, it's Adam. That's when I got that part.
1: I feel like if it was a um, a mystery now. Uh, Millie would have been the killer because it'd be more gritty. Yeah, know? yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, when did they but ever I definitely call thought her Millie? That
1: Adam had to be.
3: They call huh? her Millie in the beginning, like did some they? people familiar with her.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think just Jessica. I think just and Jessica. Angela Lansbury's voice is the only one I hear. All right. <laughs> and well, I, I shut definitely. My eyes
0: at night.
3: <laughs> the yeah. episode where she goes to London I dream to... Of Angela. to find her singing sister. There's a whole. <laughs> like, full-on song that they make Angela sing as um, Jessica Fletcher's cousin. Yeah, Because she's fucking Angela Lansbury. And like, I did clock
2: that the Apple Farm was something, sp- like, odd. Oh, yeah.
3: I was like, the Apple Farm either is covered in oil or it's worth way more. I didn't really think about the fact that it's just developed into a mall, which is sad. Or
0: this is a small town that's severely underestimated. Like, <laughs> I misunderstood what it was, and it's the Apple Company.
3: I actually uh, thought that, too!
0: That would like, be funny.
3: They called it the Apple Farm, but it's like they make Macintosh computers.
2: <laughs> that was a, <laughs> it. Was a huge bummer that like the land had been developed and was just like scraped over and made into. Yeah, it's not a beautiful
1: apple tree anymore. You get more <laughs> money because it's a capitalist wasteland. Yes,
2: exactly.
0: Yeah,
2: no, I. I that part was like I'm glad she got money, but I'm sad for the the land for the, the earth for the earth yeah for
1: the future of the human race for the soul of humanity
2: yeah for the species as a whole mm-hmm. <laughs> um also it's kind of weird that was that really that like symbol on the pottery was it actually like the quote unquote demon spirit nebrius nebus
3: it probably was because remember mildred told mr fairchild the witch information and then mr fairchild fed it to sarah or not sarah annie what's her name annie and so it is probably realistically tied to the real myths because mildred knew all the history she knew all the witch stuff because it was part of her family
2: history so but the demon spirit was supposed to be about death to siblings
1: that is only yeah. what Gordon Fairchild said. I wonder if that was like a part of his book.
3: Maybe he was trying to make it all like I did wonder if Patience had the two other sisters that were coming back 300 years later. <laughs>
1: uh, but like that would be yeah, a that weird that could be our new Halloween costume.
2: <laughs> right? That would be a weird that like a weird little detail for um Annie to have used like why would they use a symbol that's death about to death siblings. to siblings? Like she doesn't. Maybe want... she
3: was planning on killing Mildred because Mildred might uncover eventually that she was no longer that she's not. Irene. I don't.
2: An out of work actress is like yes, this is my way. <laughs> Murder really bothered me.
3: What? I mean, obviously it bothered me that Adam killed her, mm-hmm. but. Like two point five million dollars is still a lot of dollars.
1: Yes, that made me mad too. I was like, you had no dollars before. Now you have only two point five million, and not five million. Yeah, it's like
0: death and paradise. Like if you had literally just waited five minutes, you would have overheard a conversation that delegitimized her position in the will. Yeah.
2: Yes. Like it's so selfish. Like come on. Like it's that's the thing. It's so selfish. Is that really that big a deal that you get like slightly less money but still have a lot of money? It's like those
0: dudes at the end of the heist who's like, all right, yeah, we've split the take five ways. And then they just kind of stand there looking all tense. And it's like, you fucking idiots. It doesn't matter between five hundred million and one hundred million. Each one of those could get you through a normal life seven times over. <laughs> yeah, it's more. It's it's not just more money than you'd need. It's probably more money than anyone would want. I'm not saying I'd turn I turn my nose up at a I billion dollars. I know. I, would, I would like two point <laughs> five million dollars. I, 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 I wouldn't turn my nose up at a billion dollars, <laughs> but if somebody was like, you can have one million dollars or you could have two million dollars, but you have to kill this innocent person, I'd be like... Yeah. I'm fine with one million. Then you'd million. be
1: like... Be then you through. kill everyone and you're like, can I have six million?
0: <laughs> it's like, that's not what we d- agreed with. We we only had two million to give, sir. Yeah. You just you just blew up that Wendy's for nothing. <laughs> oh, I want to no. say also, no. like...
3: The, what makes it feel a little bit more unforgivable is that i might not understand but i would kind of get it like if he confronted irene and was like you're not real and blah 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 or if he just confronted her like you're just here for the money from your sister and then killed her in a fit of passion but he went there purposely to kill her
1: well right he, he would in, in a very bad way yeah, yeah
2: that was bad he would have revealed his hand in either case Because, like, first of all, he didn't know that Irene wasn't her actual sister. Yeah. And if he told Irene, you're just here for the money, he would have shown that he knew that there was money. Oh. Which he's not Mm -hmm. supposed to know about. That's
0: true. Yeah. Somehow this this murder seems so much worse, not graphically, but just emotionally than a lot of the other ones that we encounter. Yeah. Because a lot of the other ones, you can tell like, oh, this guy's a real asshole. You can tell that if he doesn't murder people every day, he at least has the mind of a murderer. For this one, you can tell like, Adam's not ordinarily a murderer, but he's a normal guy who's convinced himself that it would be okay to do so just because he could get a little more money out of it. Yeah. It seems... Strangely sadly realistic. I was
3: gonna say this is almost way more realistic than You saw the hesitance on the his most... face
0: as he was pulling back.
3: I also like that they never ever showed oh the actual murder.
2: Yeah.
0: Like I don't yeah. I not... don't
3: remember enough about the show to know if they really ever got gory
2: at all, but it's not gratuitous. Yeah. Like you showed great. the
3: pain on his face. It like literally 80s freeze framed on it for half a second. Bro. Like eh. He was like, you could tell he didn't really want to, but he... I think you're right, Mac. What? It's like something in certain killers, especially when it involves family and money, (laughs) that you convince yourself that it's the right thing to do. He convinced himself that her sister had just come out of the woodwork just for money, and so it would be better if she wasn't around. And I don't know what his plan was after killing her, the fact that a solution presented itself right away probably was, like, good. Do you guys think he would have eventually confessed if they didn't find her?
2: No. No.
1: I don't know, because... I don't think he would have confessed, because I think it's crazy that he could do it in the first place. Yeah. Like, you have to be... I don't know. Even if you are thinking about that, you don't... I mean, you don't kill somebody.
3: Yeah.
2: He just he seemed like a that racked with
3: guilt at the end. Well, yeah. Maybe because he was but caught. But I think part of... Caught.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I think if he was motivated enough by money to marry somebody, which, like, Mildred is great, and I'm sure he at least liked her. Yeah. But, like, to marry somebody for $5 million, like, he had the presence of mind and the stability enough to have killed someone and not be racked enough with guilt to confess.
1: Right. And he had that whatever thing it takes to be like, my 2.5 more million dollars means more to me than your life. Like he's missing that part that it says no. Yeah. It's not.
0: I had a problem with his arrest. So that rag that he went back for was an actual legitimate piece of evidence that had not been filed yet. They let him walk in there, grab it and walk out. Legally, if he had not confessed, I could imagine at least a few potentially successful, uh, you know, defenses that could be mounted and get him off.
3: I agree. I think we should segue into the police and how they handle the situations because I agree. You mean how they didn't? Yeah. Well, I think I, rem- I can't remember because I noticed the sheriff a lot talking about new york city and city people and being shitty about like the the bag ladies and talking about how people this guy's from new york yeah. and outsiders and i think that's a thing with him where he specifically is like hates new yorkers and big city people <laughs> i believe it but like yeah. i had a a little bit of like i know that he works like jessica works with the police sometimes but there were times where he wasn't listening to her, and I was like, I feel like at this point you should know you should always listen to Jessica Fletcher. And like when yeah. he's trying to contain, like to calm the crowd down in front of the barn, he shoots his gun up into the air. Like that's not how you calm a crowd.
2: No, it's not. Like he's like, like bang, sure bang,
1: bang, bang. Everybody, stop being violent. And the stuff, yeah, know. like
2: they're just those gun, those bullets have to come down somewhere. I know. There was like a whole CSI We're a about One
1: episode it. of CSI.
3: Yeah. questions about it. Maddie, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> but it's true. Like I just, I I don't think that this the cops in the town are quite like bumbling small town cop tropes, but I think that there's enough of that there, and maybe it's just because like it was the 80s and cops are still kind of venerated.
2: It's, uh, yeah. They have. They always are. They still are. I know.
3: But there's a little bit more of a question and a nuance to the conversation in some circles, and I think back then, it was only in the circles who were being like, attacked and oppressed, and now like, it's more... Oh and now we're we more have cop
0: shows with one episode in their five seasons that <laughs> well, question that, whether they're doing the right thing. It's that thing yeah. about... But not the main cops, they're always yeah, doing the right thing. It's that
3: thing about Will Smith where he said, like, it's not getting worse, it's getting filmed. Like, this stuff has always been happening. It's just now that everyone has a phone in their pocket yeah but my point is i feel like these the cops in this show because even like when they were talking to the officer floyd floyd had the weirdest accent by the way hmm. when he was over talking about that on the walkie-talkie he was like 10 fola," and i was like what are you talking about yes
2: did you notice that he did
3: have a weird accent i was like, yes. like an
0: old-timey radio it was now,
3: like actually. he was trying to be
2: australian but only half the time and like, yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, I agree. The cop should always listen to Jessica Fletcher,
3: and mm-hmm. you should always yeah, be polite Fletcher, to nobodies. I love that she called him out on that.
2: Absolutely.
1: Oh yes. Wait, did you just um, say the whole quotation? I no. Wrote it re- down. Yeah.
2: Please tell me. All
1: right. Yeah. So... Let's do
2: notes, and Maddie can start and do Perfect. the quote.
1: Let's do it.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, Maddie's... Yeah. Um.
1: So. I, uh, my, she said, uh, here in Cabot Cove, it's quite permissible, it's permissible to be polite
3: to nobodies. Because the guy told her, like, I didn't know you were somebody. I, like, mm-hmm. like, I didn't, I, he was mean to her and he was like, I didn't realize you weren't a nobody.
2: Right. And yeah, she and was like, went, like. the way that he was cutting her oh off in conversation, I was just like, who do you think you, know what? you are? You know She's in the middle triggered. of a sentence and you're just That's like, cool. I'm just going to start. Yeah. Talking.
0: What kind of asshole would do that? <laughs> hey,
2: excuse me. <laughs> I'm trying. But he, does it, he does it every time she speaks like every time yeah. she speaks.
3: I want to know. Ahead. I haven't seen enough of this show, but I want to know if that is a recurring thing where people disregard her because of her age or gender. Mm-hmm. And like, because he, I feel like that... He was like, she's a little bitty in the library. I don't have to Just pay attention Just one of those
1: old biddies. Yeah.
3: And I wonder an that...
1: where I don't belong.
3: Because I've only watched the Tropy episodes, I haven't watched, like, semi-normal ones, if there are any.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, there's a really terrible but great zombie one where she's in... I think she's in Jamaica. Uh, but it's oh very oh. problematic
1: and Yeah, I can see that. But
3: it also has John Reese davies what? So, (gasps) I had forgotten about that. I was like, I was trying to remember which episode I had seen that was, that had him in it. He
0: he can still be problematic. Oh, he was, he he not, he
3: was not great in this either. But anyway, okay, (gasps) Maddie, continue with your notes.
1: I don't have a lot of notes because most of my notes were like, just trying to write down the story (laughs) as I finished it half an hour before we started this. (laughs) Um, But, my notes are talking about who everybody is, like, Bill Mayer and Maher. Maher. And the double-meat palace lady in Grima <laughs> Wormtongue. Um, and then uh, I said that Irene was kind of rude to show up out of nowhere. I mean, she can't try and pick up a phone ahead of time. Right. right. Um, and then making fun of the uh, southern exorcist uh, con man. Um <laughs> Oh, the moody's
3: broken.
1: <laughs> and he
3: was... That guy. That actor. Vibe yeah. check. I think they put him in, in here because him and Roddy McDowell are both in 70s era, like, witchy, horror, pulpy movies. So I think they're cast Ooh. on purpose. Like That's pretty Roddy straight. McDowell was... I think he was in Fright Night. And also he was in Planet of the Apes, like, all of them as different apes. Like, he played Caesar in one of them. Like, the, the OGs. Oh, cool. So I feel like they were like, we're doing an episode about witches. Let's throw in all these cult horror people.
2: Just as like Easter eggs. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: and then my last note is, was it Adam? And then when it was him, it says, boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. But yeah. So, uh, Carrie, what are your notes? Um, I thought that the house when the, like the doctor goes in there in the very beginning like that house looked super abandoned and I was like <laughs> I don't think anyone's there first of all that's dangerous You could be murdered um I clocked that the episode was written by someone named Tom Sawyer which I thought was great um I loved her voice like ugh, just all the time would listen to her to do you think anything. that's because of Mrs. Potts yes
1: probably <laughs> Some um, okay, absolutely, deep-seated absolutely, child definitely. nostalgia, yeah. feeling happy for once, kind of back of your brain thing.
2: She does yeah. have a great voice. It's a as great well. voice.
3: She's there's a reason she's been doing stuff forever. I mean, really,
1: like I said, she she's like she was like my mother. Did you guys was ever
3: like see video no. of her doing um Sweeney Todd? No, she plays. Ooh, she plays. I think them. you. I think I have. Yeah. She's pretty great. Like, it's a little bit 70s, because that's when she played, I can't remember the name of the character. Wasn't really she into the,
1: in Into the Woods, too?
3: She did play the witch at Mrs. some point. Mrs. Lovett?
1: Yes, that's what I'm thinking.
3: Do you mean Yeah, Mrs. Lovett. Lovett. She was Mrs. Lovett. I think she was no, the OG. and then Lovett. Into the Woods,
1: she was the witch. But she
3: did play the witch. Actually, the OG British cast, the woman who played the witch was Julie McKenzie, who plays Miss Marple in the second bits of the modern Miss Marples.
1: That oh, may so. be what I'm thinking, and my <laughs> whole thing about Angela Lansbury
2: no, being the witch in the I'm, woods
3: is probably maybe wrong. <laughs> I feel like she has at some point, but maybe maybe I am also thinking about Ms. Marple.
2: I mean, if we're yeah. frustrating a lot of people out there who are really knowledgeable about this stuff, email us. I will say, whatever.
3: Jeremy also loves Angela Lansbury, and I don't know if he listens to this podcast, you but he probably would be me upset. Hurt
2: it. me. It's only our parents and like my <laughs> friends from Boston. <laughs> One of my friends from Boston. Yeah. Shout out to Chelsea. <laughs> um, oh, Chelsea! I love the library. Like, that's... Surprise! Like, <laughs> well, it's like a, <laughs> such a hub of people, Community. you know, like people who'd go to the, the library for everything, you know, just like go to hang out, go to see... Who is there? Like, talk to people, make friends. Like, they are such an essential part of any small town. Or any town, yeah. really. Like, the library's the best. It does remind me of the library growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Um, I'm going to Just tweet the, place the, to be. the actual quote, because I can't remember it. But Catlin Moran has a great, like, bit on, not bit, but, like, piece on how libraries are so important. Because they're pretty much the last place that you can go and not have to spend money to be there. So it's, like, the last place where capitalism doesn't really touch, like, obviously you pay through taxes and you pay fines and whatever, but they're, like, even the smallest town libraries, like, ours, like, you don't have to pay to be there. You can go sit on the computers. There might be a time limit if people are waiting for a computer, but
2: kids can go there.
3: you,
2: You can still go and, like, sit in a chair and pull out a book and read. Yeah,
3: like. And there are certain libraries now that are specifically catering to the unhoused where they have showers and things and they're like allow certain times for people to come in and just like get cleaned up if you're going to a job interview or something. Like,
2: yeah, like libraries should libraries. be given so much libraries. more
1: money. <laughs>
3: like, truly
1: libraries.
2: Let's give money libraries. to libraries and the arts
3: and the science and let's stop trying to buy right. people. <laughs>
2: Bill Maher was a total surprise to me. I did not know he was gonna be in this me and I was like, "Ah!"
1: Oh! and his hair was We recognize so him. Bad. I was like, man, I know that gross. face. He's
3: just gross. His hair is his gross. Hair was so bad. He's gross. He's great for the um, part because he's gross.
2: Yes. The <laughs> um Irene showing up like that exact day, I was like, This is so suspicious. Like there's absolutely no way that she is an actual sister to this woman. <laughs> um, especially since like one of the second things she asked about was a witch being oh in their family God, yeah. like she was like oh look at our parents also wasn't there a witch i felt drawn
1: here yeah oh i'm gonna wander around with witch herbs <laughs> and then pretend i don't remember
2: Ugh. jonas was super cute i was really appreciative of jonas um the nightgown that Mildred was wearing, I was like, people actually wear these? Yeah. In the 80s? Ugh.
3: So I frilly. feel like they only did in the TV shows, but then because of that, other people wore them
2: in real life. It was like like frills, like total frills, buttoned up to the neck. Like, that would not be comfortable to sleep in. <laughs> That's
1: what I was thinking, too, but then I was like, what if somebody from the 80s hears this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what? Mom probably still has something very similar to that that she probably I wore. I to believe it. Like, I feel like I'm picturing it in my head, but maybe I'm picturing TV.
2: I don't think it would have been as buttoned up to the neck as Mildred's was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, it was pretty buttoned up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Brad Dourif, like, he was so committed. Like, with uh, the guy who played Gordon Fairchild, like, he was kind of, like, playing a part. Like, you could... Oh, yeah. He wasn't... He was, like, He's doing an like actor. the character actor thing. Yes, exactly. He was doing... He was acting. You saw him acting. He's trained but in the br- theatre with the Ari. Ba- e. But Brad Dourif was, like, he is there. He is <laughs> committed. He is that man. He is yeah. the con man trying to cast out spirits. <laughs> yeah, he was so intense. It was great. He was good. Yes. Yes. He did a good job. Like, he was great. I literally was, like, um,
3: fucking worm tongue because he is good, but...
2: I hate him my so last...
1: much. you're like, I hate you though, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean it, this doesn't really endear me to that character any anyway, yeah,
2: uh, but yeah, um, I thought it was very interesting that uh Bill Maher bought the barn before he set it on fire. I was like, why yeah that's a weird, weird detail they didn't to put finish... in there, do you... hmm, like it that's kind of that's how they got him to confess to what he knew and did, but. Like, the fact that he just was, like, he, Why? he didn't.
1: Maybe like, he, he has, like, a conscience, and he's like, I don't want to just burn down this guy's barn. I want to own it, and then
0: like do if, my nefarious yeah, deeds. Yeah, because technically, I don't think he's done anything. Okay, so he has hired a woman to commit. Fraud. Uh, identity theft. Yeah. Not fraud, because he didn't know that the woman was going to inherit anything. That's true. But what he did do was he hired somebody to play a witch, which not inherently bad, and then bought a barn and burned it down, which could technically be insurance fraud if he insured the barn, but I don't And think tried he did. to claim it. Did yeah, they ever but explain like, why?
2: Well, they don't go into it, but if like following Mac's logic there, he hasn't committed a crime. If he had burned down someone else's barn, oh. that would have been criminal. But since he bought it first, like he's still above the letter of the law. As long
3: as you're not claiming that it was arson, if you burned your, can you burn your own house down for fun? I was
1: wondering, is it illegal to burn your own house down? Like if you,
3: if you you own it, like if you, if you own it, if the banks didn't have a, like if you own your property, are you allowed to burn it down?
1: Yeah, and if you're not trying to cover something up, are you within your rights to just burn a building down? Or is it like do you have to call a fire department permit, permit ahead and be like I'm planning on having a bonfire at my house tonight?
3: Like well we do I have think... to get a burn permit if we burn leaves.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: right? So there is So that. is there
0: like a bigger burn Maybe permit he didn't for
1: when get you get wanna a... set fire to your house? <laughs> yes, that's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean you might get you're slapped.
2: You're real questions. You might get slapped with a fine. Like you had a bigger you had like the size of a fire that you need a permit for. I
3: guess if you're ra- if you're tearing a house down you probably also have to get permits. Maybe
1: so uh, Yeah, but people don't burn houses down, which is my question. That's like, true. Like, is there, like, an actual an law, actual law because, on the books? Because construction companies, you know, they'll knock it down, and they'll put it in dumpsters, and they'll cart it away, but they won't, like, just burn it down, right?
2: There might be some sort of, like... Because of fire? Environmental regulation. Situation. Oh, yeah.
1: probably. You probably can't, like, melt all the stuff that shingles are made out of.
0: Yeah. But we've seen what the law is but like in this small barn, town, so fuck it. A
3: barn <laughs> is just metal and wood. There's
1: no, like, yeah. wiring in it, usually. Straw. Well, maybe there's, like, I don't know, carcinogenic paint yeah. on it. Farm chemicals. Or something.
2: I also thought it was weird that Irene was in the root cellar. Like, that is a, like, she wouldn't have been touched there.
0: Yeah, if you wanted the body to full on burn up, you'd like put it somewhere up in the. I don't think floor. he wanted or to burn he... up. He wanted the. Okay.
3: He wanted to implicate Bill Mar.
0: Yeah. Okay. I
3: think
2: he knew right. body the body would be thing. found. He was
1: like, I was just hoping you would blame the outsiders.
2: All right, that's my notes, Mac. I tag you.
0: All right. One, when the doctor approached that woman uh, at the beginning, I was like. That's kind of rude. I mean, I don't interrupt you when you invoke the devil. So don't come into my space Two, the doctor. When he went to go tell Fletcher about the witchcraft thing, he had a bottle of wine in his hand. He did not have that bottle of wine when he went up to the woman's house to do a house call that day, meaning he saw a witch and he needed to tell one of the most reputable members of this small community. But he stopped for wine first.
2: I mean,
1: I think- he's about to spill the tea, so he wants to drink honey. tea.
2: <laughs> I think he was on his way to Jessica Fletcher's house. Like, he was supposed to be taking care of a sprained ankle, and he was wearing a suit with, like, a bow tie. I think he was on his way to dinner at Jessica's and was bringing the wine to her. So, like, he would have left it in the car when he went to set Agnes's ankle. He uh, and Jessica right. are friends like in the show. He's
3: in multiple episodes. They're like
0: they're kind of like dating BFS. except they're not
3: actually dating. They're like BFFs. Oh. All right. They uh, might date later. Ne- I actually I know. don't know,
0: but next three notes uh just small. 1. Uh when Irene came in, you she could not have dressed more suspiciously. Trench coat, broad-brimmed <laughs> hat, like Uh, the lapel flipped all the way up, Ninja Turtle style. (gasps) I thought it looked very
3: much like when you see someone in a 90s cartoon. like hiding.
1: it did.
0: Alright, finally, one, I was kind of glad that they shouted out to Michigan. Unfortunately, it was about uh, two people dying in a flu epidemic, but hey, cool! (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yikes. And finally, I don't know if it's just the music or whatever. But the freeze frame of the episode at the end of the episode just fucking killed me. <laughs>
2: a three hundred year old pain yeah. in the neck.
3: Ugh. <laughs> that is a trope of this show, as they all end on a freeze frame. I love it. In a pun, not always, but oh.
0: sometimes
1: mm-hmm. they should.
0: Now, where they is that in always. bones? <laughs> the
1: right, freeze frame um, or the pun, Mac? Katana. What are Both. your notes?
3: <laughs> um, I forgot that Murder She Wrote start with. This episode is going to have these things, like, coming up on, like, every episode starts with, like, scenes from Mm -hmm. the episode itself, which I think is weird and funny.
1: They do that on RuPaul's Drag Race.
3: By the way, I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. Where are you up to? (laughs) Uh,
1: Season 5. Okay. Or I just finished season 5.
3: I actually, I was just telling Carrie, I only watched up to season 8, because season 9, they switched from Logo to VH1, and it got harder for me to access, so then I just started watching the Pit Stop episodes about the episodes instead of the actual episodes.
1: <laughs> oh. I'm
3: familiar with all the recent queens, but I have not wa- actually watched. Anyway. um, I love the theme song. It does make me happy. But I think it's because it re- it basically puts me to sleep because in college, like, we would have been drinking and we would put on an episode of Murder, She Wrote, and by the time the theme tune started, I was usually falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, immediately I clocked that the witch's makeup was not period, so she couldn't have been a ghost. (laughs) Not that I expected there would be a ghost, but, um, I also love- You're like, come on. (laughs) I was like- How did they not see it? (laughs) I do love the doctor. I had forgotten about him. But also, sometimes he reminded me of Earl Sinclair, the dad from the dinosaurs. Ah! Did anyone else get that? No! Maybe the glasses. I think it's exclusively because the glasses make his eyes bigger, and the color of his eyes is the exact color of that animatronic. Uh. But I was severely getting daddy like, Earl Sinclair <laughs> the whole time. Um, Maddie, in your research that you did about Murder, She Wrote, did they did I shoot miss? this? I don't know. I didn't research. Oh. But do you know if they shot this on the universal lot in California? You know, um,
1: you know, what I said that I looked up about the episode? Yeah. That was it. Okay. So anything that's not that <laughs> Well then I might look this I up don't later know. because
3: specifically the stuff around the water looked so much like the universal back lot that they use for Amity Island. Like, do you remember that when we went on the tour? No. There's, like, a whole section of Universal that has, like, Cape Coddy, Mainey towns y towns.
1: Guaranteed. I and do I'm, like, remember. I was, like, I am
3: one of, I'm, like, 99% sure, like, this is the Universal backlot, and we have been there, and I was wondering if you knew
2: where this Okay, from. so we'll, Katie will look it up, and we'll either talk about it at the beginning of the next episode, which we probably won't remember, or <laughs> we can include it in the summary. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I didn't look
3: it up. I almost wanted to, but I was like, I'm not going to look up where they shoot this. Because also, Jessica travels everywhere all the time. So like, maybe they just,
0: I don't know. The the stress of not looking something up I can tell is getting to Katie, like that I can see the veins. No, bulging it's in fine. The temples. I like there's <laughs> steam coming out of the ears I like hearing she other people find out. I did look There's a train whistle coming <laughs> out of the top of her head. I did
3: text <laughs> everyone last night, like, Am I allowed to at least look up what things the actors have been in? Because otherwise that will make me that would make me who, more did crazy.
2: You- who did you look up?
3: Well, I looked up Mildred, who was in Supernatural. I looked up Roddy McDowell, okay. who was everything and all these weird things. And I looked up, Irene, who was Muppet okay. Girl. Um, mm. I felt bad for the Bag Ladies of New York that Sheriff's a yes. shitty dude to them. Yes. Um, <laughs> when that guy when he was ignoring Jessica, I was like, "Ooh, you do not ignore Jessica Fletcher because she will come at you, and she will Ooh. come at you so quietly. She fears
2: and not so the
3: She will destroy you." which yes. she did
2: with just a sentence.
3: <laughs> Literally a sentence and it, he was like, "Oh fuck. I fucked that up." It was like
1: wee wee wee.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um I did think maybe that woman was da, Irene, da. but she had found out about the money. For like a half a second I was like, maybe it is her, but she just wanted money. Um the doctor should not be sharing medical information about people in the town. <laughs> He was like, "Oh nope. yeah, all the butlers have terrible backs." Like, that's HIPAA.
2: I think you could assume.
3: I know, but never mind. The one of the doctor, I think it was the doctor, when someone was talking to them at that like party where they were getting food. Yeah. He said the word hell and he said, "Excuse me" to Jessica, but not to the reverend <laughs> sitting right next to him.
2: <laughs> uh, I thought that was
3: funny. Uh, he was like, he "I'm about care. to swear." I'm going to apologize to Jessica first, but fuck the put po- like the priest guy.
2: You know what? There, there was that one. Um, w- there might be more in- behind that because I think it was the re- was it the reverend who was talking to the doctor about like, oh, well, these things you can't see or touch. You know, you don't believe in you like yeah, science yeah, yeah. man. Because the reverend so was the maybe- one who
3: brought in the southern guy, the exorcist. So maybe
2: the the reverend and the
3: doctor just like don't like each other. They might not. I'm pretty. They're. I feel like they're probably regularly on the show, but we just don't know because.
1: Ah, uh, the age old. Most of the episodes I have seen
3: take place not in Cabot Cove.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um. Immediately when she was like, "Did you check the root cellar?" I was like, "Well, that's where the dead body is." <laughs> uh there was a guy standing behind the doctor, at um, when they were at the barn. Like one of the looky-loo guys who looked exactly like some weird hipster would look now with the mustache and the scarf and the hair. And I, I forgot to take a screenshot, but I will because he made me laugh. Um, um, I thought it was funny that jet lag is the reason Jessica realized she wasn't Irene.
2: <laughs>
3: she would be tired. And I was like, sometimes people just work through being tired.
1: Yeah. Or what about... What if she just wanted a nap and she called it jet lag because she's just been traveling? Yeah,
2: maybe she wanted to get away from Jonas. Maybe he was smothering her. You know, what although I was if Jonas were paying attention to me, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's go on uh, a drive." I it. know, right? It's I thought you were cute. gonna say if he was smothering you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was cute. I think he's he's probably in multiple episodes. Yes. Um, I like that Jessica Fletcher has just a giant portrait of Shakespeare in her house. There's probably other writers that I don't know that are all over her walls. Um. And the organ music playing at the fire was very dramatic. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of the kind of Mountain King type stuff.
2: Ew.
3: But But um, Jessica Fletcher has a beautiful tea service at the end. And I thought it was interesting that they invited a murderer over for tea specifically to make him implicate himself <laughs> later. Yes, And then I think the last thing, we never really touched on the clothes. And I think it's because like... With Miami Vice, they were so noticeable and flashy. Whereas in this show, they're supposed to look normal. But Mildred has that really great brooch. Jessica Mm -hmm. wears great scarves the whole time. The doctor had that leather, that suit jacket with the leather shoulder patches on
2: it, which I thought was really weird.
1: I feel like this is kind of like uh, the 80s, how like your normal small uh, small town would have been. And that... Miami Vice is the 80s in whatever in Miami. city you're in, you know. In Miami.
2: <laughs> or a city, just... Yeah. Yeah. Miami Vice is aspirational 80s. Murder, She Wrote is actual 80s. That's better. Yeah. That's I better think, than what yeah. I said. <laughs>
3: because I was just like, these clothes are normal clothes, but I'm noticing them because it's 2021
2: and, oh, like, hipsters dress like this. But not everyone. Like I can see, it's like whoa, shoulder pads. Yeah. Like I'm sure that the clothes that they wore in this episode were things that Mom would have worn. She probably still has them. She doesn't throw things away. She gives them away. That's true.
3: Um. Well, anyway, that was my that last helps. notes. Um.
1: So let's give us a, some uh, stabs. If... Wait, what about PBS?
3: Well, oh. So this is murder she wrote, and it's obviously got a lady mystery writer, and of course, it's very disappointing. Because it's 11 to, like, 5 asterisk. Because there's uh, the ghost, who did speak, but it was actually, technically, Annie, who also played Irene. So she was kind of three people, but also one person. I Yeah, only count her as one. So, yeah. Then it was 11 men, 5 women. And... <gasps> to said. Well,
0: at least the ladies had more screen time.
1: Not even Lansbury can.
3: I don't think the ladies had more screen time. Because the men were there, like, when she was talking with Millie, the men, like, the doctor and um Adam were usually there. When they're talking at the library, they have Bill Maher and that other guy, Bill Maher and the guy to share scenes together. Like, yeah. there's very few scenes that were just women talking. Yeah. So. Okay,
1: well, anywho, Stab the Stars. Katie,
3: I would say as a mystery, I don't know, because it was very easy to follow and figure it out. But also like that means that they constructed a mystery that you can follow clues. So honestly, I would probably say seven because nothing was surprising. But it was definitely like, oh, this woman is just turning up and she might have money. Like, I guess we don't find out a lot about all that stuff, but you can follow it. So, yeah seven maybe even eight and then for the show itself i think probably again like a seven like it wasn't one of the more amazing episodes but it was not unentertaining like i had thought about watching this show as a background show but because there are 12 seasons it's so daunting that i was like i can't there's too (laughs) many of them But I will say, one of the reasons I didn't want to is because the quality hasn't been very good, and this is not an ad. But I watched it on Peacock, and it was very crisp and clean and easy. to like, the quality was a lot better. So maybe it is a show I would like to watch more of. Anyway,
2: yeah. sevens all around. Cool. Tight. Kara? Um, When I rate mysteries, I'm not, like, rating how they built it as a mystery. I'm kind of rating the difficulty of a mystery. So, I would give it a 5.5 because the Irene thing was super obvious. Um, but the Adam thing, you wouldn't really get unless you had the like the evidence, which Jessica goes out to find. Um, and then, as a show, I think I will also give it a 7 because it was really fun. And, like, for like a 46 minute show it was engaging enough and like it had enough to keep me watching um I, like they there were they had like the red herring and then they had the interpersonal stuff with like Irene and Mildred and Adam and um like I will probably watch more of this like this is something I would definitely put on while I'm cross stitching or knitting that like I don't want to sure. miss Like what I normally watch, things that are like like high quality things. I want to see how things are built and done. Whatever, Um, I don't want to do my activities. But with (laughs) (laughs) Murder She (laughs) Wrote, I like if I miss things, I'm probably fine. fine. I like that you call it activities,
3: because that's true. Like Like when I yeah, when I do work on my computer, coloring, like I throw on something I cannot pay attention to. Like
0: when I'm eating lunch.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mac. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I'm i gonna give this more points just because they presented us with all the information that we would need. I don't think they were trying to fool us with the fake sister stuff because they seemed pretty upfront about that. Or the, like, manipulating behind the scenes let's get this book sold thing because we outwardly saw those scenes. They... I was genuinely sidetracked. I, like they—they uh, they got me. I didn't get this mystery until they explained it to me, and I even took note of hints that would be useful in solving this. I saw the paint-colored rag, but that I was just kind of like, yeah, "It's just one of those barn rags."
1: <laughs> Ooh, they gotcha! Until
0: until I realized, oh no, wait, crap, no, that guy. But then the five million. But then in the painting and the hallway and so the wet paint. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one uh, eight stabs. As for stars, I think it was an excellent slice of small town Americana. I think that the humor was there. They had a few nuanced scenes. So I'm going to give this one, strangely enough, also an eight.
3: Would you watch more of Murder, She-Row?
0: Probably not because it's not my flavor. But just because it's (laughs) not my flavor doesn't mean I didn't enjoy eating it.
2: Okay. okay, I would have said partaking, but you yeah, know. yeah, fine. you
0: do you. Like I just had these mushroom pinwheels the other week. Absolutely delicious. I hate mushrooms, but these ones were good. Did Alex make them? Ah, uh, you know. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hey, know. we made them together. Actually, we made them <laughs> together. He I'm likes his those... girlfriend. Yeah. Ew, you like your girlfriend? <laughs> Why am I making a podcast with
2: you? We're, awesome. <laughs> we're the
0: best. You have no choice.
2: <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, my friends so. think that Mac is the best of us all on the podcast. It's really sad for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How does that feel for you, Carrie? <laughs> 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 it's fine. Like he has his little asides, his machism's.
3: That's true. You always are funnier when you're like speaking under your breath and we don't even hear you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or acknowledge you.
2: Okay, Maddie. Yeah, you're way
3: funnier when I can't hear you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh.
1: Anyway, so I rate um, stabs pretty much along the same lines as Mac. Like, if they give you enough, I guess, to follow, or if the mystery makes sense logically, I give it more stars. Yeah. So I would say nine stabs for uh for this one based on my rating system um and i would say for stars probably in eight because i found it very enjoyable it was i feel like close enough to my own childhood to be nostalgic yeah like i kind of remember seeing shows with those kind of fashions and stuff and people definitely had that style of yeah style
3: Mm-hmm. i mean mm. the show went to when did you say 96 yeah.
1: 96 yeah so
3: like it definitely i knew about it growing up but I, mm-hmm. it was like i don't want to watch an old lady solve crime i want to watch my cartoons or whatever i was watching. like it would be like a now
1: a parody. years TV later show. you're like oh my god i want to watch this old <laughs> all I, I want murder. is old
2: lady solving crimes <laughs> yeah she's not even um, that old i
1: know i was like but yeah it's she's, like, she's only like 65 i think
3: when you watch the golden girls and when, when you're younger you're like oh my god these ladies are old and now you're like they're like 50 <laughs> 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 like truly like where are closer. they in a
1: retirement community
3: at fi how do you retire at 50 i mean they don't, don't they're not retired they all work except for sophia dorothy's a are substitute they in a retirement teacher community? yeah rue works at a museum
1: and then they're not in a retirement community are they no they're, they're just no, in miami together oh
3: well um, i just think of
1: miami or just florida in that, general as a retirement yeah, the community reason Sophia
3: moves in is because her retirement community was set on fire by Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she has to move back in with the, her daughter dorothy that's incredible yeah yeah i don't i think it's still a legend but it's like okay she did it
1: <laughs> yeah
0: my life anyway any second
1: now. eight stars um and, yeah. So, if you want to... J- Wait, I, I have this. <laughs> Ahem. If you'd like to join us next time, I'm mostly murdered, but sometimes not, you can watch Scooby-Doo! Legend of the Phantasaur, a 2011 TV movie. It's about Scooby-Doo. Yay! Um <laughs> And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mostly You can email it, a- email it us, email at us,
2: <laughs> email, at um,
1: <laughs> email at me, bro, um, at Mostly Murder, but sometimes not at Gmail dot com. And our website is Mostly Murder, but sometimes not dot com. I'm Phoebe cool. Judge,
3: and this is Criminal. That was her name. It's yeah, Phoebe Judge. You- I love Phoebe it up. Judge. Yeah.
1: Thank okay. you, man. I'm glad I closed like that because you. Could
2: tired <laughs> I'm so glad we did this. I'm gonna watch more of murder she wrote and hopefully more Jonas. <laughs> Just I, right like I wish Jonas. that for you. I have pretty things. I, I like to watch things with pretty things to see, to look
0: at. I had a fun time, but you know. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Thank you Bye. for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>